Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Hello, welcome to the Divorce Collective podcast. I'm Danielle Young. I'm a senior associate here at Collective Family Law Group. First of all, thanks again for joining us. Uh, We hope that the information we're providing in these short little snippets um, in the podcast are being of benefit to you listening. Today, I'm going to talk about the crazy world of COVID-19 but more specifically vaccinations and what the family courts are saying. So even before the world went COVID-19 crazy, the courts that we commonly refer to as the family courts, they were always able to be called upon to settle disputes between parents about vaccinations. Now that Australia has commenced vaccinations of children in accordance with the recommendations of the medical bodies, um, the cases involving disputes about COVID-19 vaccinations for children are coming in hot. So today I wanted to talk to you about what are the courts saying. So in January 2022, Australia commenced vaccinations on children so that children from the age of five can receive the COVID-19 vaccination. There are case laws about traditional vaccinations on children and those cases rely on expert evidence from medical practitioners at experts in the field. Of course, with all cases before the courts in respect of children, it's the best interest principle that is paramount. So in its entirety, the Federal Circuit and Family Court of Australia has jurisdiction to make vaccination orders and it's not restricted by parents consenting to the vaccination. The court can validly make an order for vaccination even without the consent of a parent. Some of the cases in respect of vaccinations generally um, where they might fail is where a party has entrenched or unreasonably founded beliefs against vaccinations and, of course, um, whether those beliefs um, are without expert evidence. So they're they're cases that are likely to fail um, within this jurisdiction. And the courts have widely accepted historically that immunisation is safe and an effective way to protect children um, and that children need immunisations generally against many diseases. In the absence of medical evidence supporting a child not to be vaccinated, parents can expect more so than not a court to find that vaccinations to be in a child's best interests and make orders to ensure a child can be vaccinated. So a recent case that's come out of the Federal Circuit Court and Family Court of Australia out of Sydney in April 2022 um, deals with the specific and discrete issue about COVID-19 vaccinations. That case is Racina and Racina. So what were the facts in that matter and what was considered? Children uh, in that matter were aged five and seven. And the court was asked to determine the discrete issue of whether a child should be vaccinated against COVID-19. There were already orders in place for this family from 2019 um, and amongst other things such as where the children were living and spending time with all the parents, those orders from 2019 had that the parents shared parental responsibility. 
So fast forward, um, and the mother had, through her lawyers uh, in December 2021, written to the father asking for an undertaking that he not vaccinate the children against COVID-19 when they become eligible, so in that, you know, January 2022 period. No response was received, um, so the mother instituted court proceedings. Both the mother and the father put on evidence of um, supposed experts um, and witnesses to support their case. Interestingly, however, I found the only witness cross-examined in this case was a Dr C, who was the father's single expert. But effectively, the mother saw a restraint against the father from vaccinating the children without her prior consent. That's what the mother saw. The father, on the other hand, sought sole parental responsibility with respect to the specific issue of whether the children received any vaccinations against the COVID-19 virus. Now, the judgment that was handed down outlined a summary of the medical evidence in the case, and I'm not going to go into that here. It's enough to say the mother wasn't an anti-vaxxer, but she had grave concerns about the long-term health risks to the children if they would have received the COVID-19 vaccination. She relied on evidence from a professor who in his expert report undertook a risk-benefit analysis of the mRNA vaccination for children. The father's case, among other things, uh, was that there was no underlying health issues for the children that would preclude them from receiving the vaccination. Uh, He argued that he and his new wife had conditions themselves that put them at a higher risk of consequences should they contract um, the virus. And he also supported the children being vaccinated so that they did not contribute to the spread of the virus to more vulnerable people. There was also um, an issue in respect of where the father worked. He worked uh, um, out of the consulate in Sydney. Um, And so um, part of his argument was that he um, was uh, obliged, I guess, to take steps to protect the consulate. Anyway, the father raised concerns that the mother historically did not actively participate in decisions regarding the children's health that she was cynical about the the vaccine on her social media um, and that she herself was not vaccinated. The court did not favour the mother's orders that the father simply be restrained unless she consents to do so, which in effect was her saying, you know, I want more time to consider and I might consent in the future. The court didn't accept that and they relied on Section 60 CCL where it says that the court's obliged to make orders that are less likely to lead to further proceedings. So they therefore uh, favoured the father's orders that he was seeking, um, that he should get sole parental responsibility for deciding whether to vaccinate the children against COVID-19. The court, um, when deciding this case, undertook its own risk-benefit analysis in coming to its decision and they're outlined in the judgment. But ultimately, the court determined that no medication is without side effects. It ultimately determined that the benefits to the children in this particular matter outweighed the risks to them. And the judge held a view that each parents were, in fact, genuine in their positions they adopted. But the evidence presented by the father and the approach he had taken to date about the children's medical treatment satisfied the judge that the most appropriate parent to be allocated sole parental responsibility in respect to whether or not the children would receive the vaccination was the father. So the court made orders um, in terms of that sort by the father, and that is that those 2019 orders were amended 
um, such that the father was awarded sole parental responsibility as to whether or not the children received COVID-19 vaccinations. So it didn't change the parental responsibility overall, um, only in respect to the discrete issue it was asked to determine, that being whether the children should or shouldn't get COVID-19 vaccinations and who should be responsible for that decision. So, again, and, and I addressed it earlier on, but, you know, these vaccination cases have always been hinged upon medical evidence supporting whether or not the child needs um, the particular vaccination. So COVID-19 cases are no different. In my view, however, it's seeming from the judgments that are coming down from the court uh, that the courts are more likely to find that these vaccinations are also within a, well, in a child's best interests to receive failing there be any significant medical evidence supporting, supporting that children should not be vaccinated. All right, that's it for today. Hope you found that a bit interesting. I know I did when I read uh, through that judgment. Again, the case is Rusena, R-U-S-E-N-A, out of the Federal Circuit Court and Family Court of Australia in Sydney, April 2022. All right, thanks for joining us again. As always, um, over here at Collective Family Law Group, we have a team of lawyers ready um, to assist you in any of your family law matters. We have a dedicated team of fabulous lawyers. Okay, that's my opinion, but they are. We're all fabulous lawyers over here. So come and give us a call and let us see how we can help you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.